Welcome to American Redemption, the show where the next generation of American patriots learn to fight back in America's toughest cultural battles. Hello and welcome to episode 38 of the American Redemption podcast. I am joined by Andrew today again for another exciting episode, one that was an idea that he brought before me and was really churning in his mind. He was itching to get after this topic. So without further ado, Andrew, how are you doing today? And why don't you introduce our fantastic topic? Steven, I'm doing swell. I was just playing some some risk and I was we had to cut it short, but I was I was doing pretty well. I'll tell you what just happened. I just captured Asia, all of Asia. That's that's pretty impressive. Risk is a very time-consuming game. I have the app on my phone and I love playing it when I'm, you know, on uh, flights or wherever I go, but obviously the in real life board game aspect of conquest is very exciting. It's actually exhilarating. It's great. It's great. I think I, I think there were big things in store for my, my people. Oh, absolutely. Your conquest was inevitable, but why don't you tell us about the conquest of our topic today? I sh- I will. Uh, our topic <laughs> <laughs> is, uh, tradition is the topic we're going to, because frankly, it's a buzzword that a lot of people use. They talk about tradition, returning to tradition, all this stuff. And I really didn't know what it's about. You know, people talk about tradition a lot, but I couldn't tell you really what, what they're talking about. So we decided to do a little dive into tradition for ourselves and try to answer what, what is tradition? Why is it important? Why do we want to preserve it? What do we gain from it? And then we'll just kind of go from there. So Yeah, so why don't you answer that very broad first question for us? What is tradition? So basically, tradition is just beliefs, customs, and practices passed down from one generation to the next. You have oral traditions, your stories like the Greek epics, the Odyssey and the Iliad were were uh, oral traditions. They were stories that were told, and then you have customs. You have like things like the Christmas tree, obviously tradition. You have family traditions, and you have bigger cultural traditions, or something that's local to a community. They can be relatively recent, or they can be thousands of years old. And most traditions, I don't think you really think about. It's just kind of what you do. So to go all dictionary on you, this was Stephen's edition. Uh, the word tradition comes from the English the English word tradition. Yes, it comes from the Latin traditio, maybe is how you say it, which is from French um, from the verb tradir, which means to transmit, to hand over, to give for safekeeping. I like that last part, to give for safekeeping. It's something that you're ancestors are passing on for you to keep safe. You can't just let tradition go. And then there's the biological definition, a behavioral practice that is relatively enduring something. So it's long lasting. Yeah. And and the 
biological definition is, I believe, just describing a almost a, a trait of a of a species or or subspecies. It's just something that they that this particular, I guess, organism does over a period of time, and it's it's you know their traditions how they. Yeah. survive yeah so i think there's a biological element to it we we kind of watch what people do and we repeat what they do and that gets passed down no yeah it's something um you know we have all these sayings you know don't try to reinvent the wheel if it ain't broke don't fix it the, these are all things to lean on our past understanding of things and you know i think with humanity there is this tendency to throw out the uh the good for great or the next the next best thing but we all all these sayings come about because they are kind of uh you know lean on what we've been taught what we understand what we know to be pillars of our society you would say yeah i think a lot of them are pillars of society because i think a lot of traditions Maybe all traditions serve a purpose. There's a deeper meaning behind them. I think it's obvious with some of them, like weddings. Weddings are a tradition, and there's clearly a lot of meaning behind them, which we covered in a previous episode. But I think the small ones have meanings too. Um, like, So someone gave me a Christmas pickle for Christmas. Do you know what that is? You ever seen one of those? I, I have not seen a Christmas pickle. I am not a pickle enthusiast. I, I know I know we hang we hang in a circle with a lot of pickle enthusiasts, but I for one am not a pickle enthusiast. I am I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say like I would start a holy war against pickles, but like cause I know a lot of our listeners and those nearest and dearest to my heart are pickle enjoyers, but it's just something I don't think I'm going to get bonkers. behind. You better keep that quiet. <laughs> I don't want to hear that ever again. Uh, but anyway, the Christmas pickle is a Christmas ornament in the shape of a pickle. And it gets hidden in the tree. And the first person to find it is supposed to get an extra gift from Santa or something. And I bet you could figure out some kind of meaning behind that. There's Maybe it's like the early bird gets the worm kind of thing. Seek and you will find. Who knows? Seek and ye shall find. Yes, that there, there's there's something to be said for that. Yeah, so a lot, and and yeah, basically, just I think traditions have a purpose, a meaning, even if you don't always see it. Yeah, it, it, exactly. And we go through, you know, all these different kind of traditions, and I think there's a deeper underlying meaning to, to all them. But I think when we talk about tradition, what it, what isn't talked about is it exactly like what you said, like the purpose that they serve in why tradition is valuable. I think that's, uh, the biggest thing but before we get into that i want to go through like all these traditions that we have in front of us we have the oral tradition we have some examples of 
uh, cultural, family, community. I think we should just give some examples of those. Because I, w- I would say, like, like you talked about the, like, Greek, like, epics. Like, in America, I would say, like, one of the obvious uh, oral traditions of uh heroicism is you know you got like george washington crossing like the delaware like everyone tells that story and like the you know the dead of night it was christmas it was cold and you know these guys are you know on on boats crossing the 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 frozen uh river and that's a story that's like passed down like you know somebody knew a guy who was like on a boat with like with george washington and how like his presence was and and that that's passed down. That's kind of a, that's a story that ties you to a time and a place. You you know what I'm saying? Like you can, you can like feel that. Like you step outside on like a, uh, a winter day when it's like freezing or you go outside at night and winter, you know how cold it is. And you imagine like feeling like that for, hours and hours and hours and the 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 rigor that those men went through for like the chance to just you know yeah have have a have a country of their own and put it on their back that really the, the stories help tie you to that time and in that place and that's why right, those, they tie you to this country to this nation and it's uh Clearly, it's it's an inspiring story. Nobody passes down a, a bad story. Yeah, no, nobody passes down a bad story. You know, obviously, there's there's stories where there's maybe more of a a, a less a lesson to be learned from it than just oh, this was a very uh, heroic and brave and daring mission. But yeah, those stories, you know, explain where we come from and show us what we can be if we can embody some of those same characteristics. Right. And then we talk about, you know, broad um, cultural traditions. What do we have as a, uh, as a, as a tradition? We have, we have an easy one. Yeah. Again, Thanksgiving. It what what does it do? It's another. Obviously, there's the story of the first Thanksgiving, and I had to explain the story of the first Thanksgiving over Thanksgiving. I can't believe like this. This was to uh, Jacqueline's family. They did not know about Squanto. That's insane. They were not aware of Squanto. That's crazy talk. They did not understand Squanto in teaching the the pilgrims how to farm or help helping them farm in that um specific area in New England and then them surviving a winter and then them coming the next year with a bountiful harvest and giving thanks for the fact that they survived a harsh New England winter. They did not understand the significance of the story of 
Squanto. So, and that, that's, that's mm-hmm. an, exactly it, it ties us to a time and a place. Like to how, how can we wouldn't be here if that if that wasn't a story that had a positive ending, you know, the pilgrim surviving, uh, a really harsh winter yeah. that that wouldn't that wouldn't yeah, happen when people don't know and, and, their traditions they don't know the the history of their people they become much easier to to conquer they almost give up so it's kind of obvious why the left is gunning for traditions and why many tyrants in the 20th century would wipe away and whitewash those those kind of historical stories and traditions yeah 100% agree and so now I think we can move into why is tradition valuable and what do we gain from it? Like, what do we, what do we gain from here from uh, following, you know, just our simple like uh, small town tradition, like whether it be like going to uh, a light up night of like the town Christmas tree or, you know, hearing these stories about like the first uh, Thanksgiving, like what do, what do we gain from these yeah, stories. It's a fair question because a lot of people don't get it today and I didn't really think about it much before. I mean, but look at weddings. Look at the way people talk about weddings today. A very important tradition with a lot of meaning behind it. And you got a big portion of today's population that says, Oh, just a little ceremony in a party, just a piece of paper. We don't need that old tradition. That's that's the old way. So it's worth asking, what do you gain? What do you gain from these traditions? And I think there's a lot that we gain from them. Number one, I think it gives us a guide. It's a a map to follow. I mean, what would you do without it? People who are abandoning tradition today are feeling empty. They're nihilistic. They are depressed. That's one side of it. On the other side, you end up with totalitarians who are forcing you to give up traditions or else. And this is how you end up with the horrors of the 20th century. It is valuable in that we can't, again, something is, something is going to fill that vacuum. Human beings have to understand, you know, um, where they come from, where where the, would the, to have a sense of belonging in the in the universe, and have a sense of understanding of a purpose and what they were put on uh, this earth to do. And you're a hundred percent right when you say that we have situations like the rise of totalitarianism in the 20th century. Why, why does this happen, you know, post-industrial revolution, post-turn um, of the 20th century, post-World uh, War I? I mean, World War I is the start of it, and then obviously we have uh, World War II. But why does this happen in a rapid industrializing age when everyone is getting – infinitely richer by all of the standards of what history had mapped out up until this point 
And it's because people wanted a sense of, of belonging and understanding, you know, who they are, what they are and where they come from. And the, this sense of, you know, rapid consumerism or coming of age or, oh, we don't, or this endless, you know, quest to be enlightened or, oh, we live in a liberalized society at this point. So we no longer think in these, uh, quote unquote, barbaric terms is just absolutely not true. And we're going to get into an article here uh, titled The West Has Lost Its Roots, explaining that when the West doesn't embrace its culture and doesn't embrace why they pushed forward rapid economic uh, prosperity and everything that we've led into now in the, the 21st century, if the West doesn't acknowledge its culture, it's going to be filtered out into somebody who does. If you don't acknowledge your culture and your traditions and, you know, the reason your your country or your family or, you know, your lineage is great, it's going to be filled by someone who believe something else, whether that be someone about, you know, their, their family or their lineage or anything like that, but it's going to be filled. Yeah. So I think what, just kind of sum that up, you, you need tradition. Humans need it. It is a need of the soul, just like the need to be loved, the need for friendship. There's a need for tradition. And there's a quote from that article from a French philosopher from the first half of the 20th, 20th century named Simone Weil. And the quote is, to be rooted is perhaps the most important and least recognized need of the human soul. It is one of the hardest to define. A human being has roots by virtue of his real active and natural participation in the life of a community which preserves in living shape certain particular treasures of the past and certain particular expectations of the future. Yeah, that's very well put and well said. And we should break that down a little bit. I mean, you look at all this, look at the rapid technological pace of the last couple hundred years. People saw how quickly we were advancing scientifically. And they looked at the people of the past like they were cavemen. And they said, we don't need these old traditions. What do they, what do, they do for us? And now we're getting to the point where we're realizing that was a mistake. We're wanting people want a connection to the past. They don't want everything to be new all the time. They don't need everything to be modern and, and revisited and reconstructed. They want to take part in the past, to be grounded in what those before us built up. Which, oh, that reminds me, we missed the big quote, uh, a very cool quote that we had at the, meant to say at the beginning. Tradition is not the worship of ashes, but the preservation of fire. I think this quote is, you know, valuable, important because, yeah, everyone who craps on tradition and says that it doesn't matter, that's the 
the the first thing that they say, oh, that's 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 in the past. You know, those people were backwards. Those people were X. Those people were misogynists. Those people were racist. Those people were, you know, did every atrocity under the sun. So they couldn't possibly be right about anything. And it's good that they're, you know, they're ash at this point. It, it shouldn't matter and we shouldn't like bring it up or ever talk about it again. Yeah. I, I mean, these, those people built this civilization from nothing and people want to throw that away. You want to throw that out? I don't think there's anything more prideful than that to just reject your tradition. It's so, it's, it's full of you. People who do that are full of themselves. You know, you, take this wisdom from the past and say, I know better. Yeah, and, and anyone who would ever say this has not created or built anything in their, in their entire life. Like you said, the, the, the civilizations of the past literally built this. You're, you're standing on the shoulders of, of giants is really what it is. I mean, I know that's uh, another quote that's out there is cliche, but it's absolutely too. You're, you're standing on, the shoulders of men on top of men on top of men who were striving throughout all, all of history t- to be a part of something bigger than themselves and to leave behind a, 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 a legacy, you know, like it, it's literally like you walking up to like the most like beautiful building in like your city and just spitting on it. And, and unfortunately, we have people who, who do that. They see something that's pure and, and beautiful and withstands the, uh, the test of time. And they're just like, I, I, I could care less about this as long as I can get the uh, comforts of the world today. Or Yeah. You know, another thing about why tradition is valuable, why we need it. I think this is kind of cool. Traditions work even if you don't understand them, like they're kind of abstractions. You don't have to understand all the meaning behind them. You don't have to understand the history behind them. They still do what they're supposed to do. A couple of examples, Thanksgiving, like your family who didn't know the story, they are still getting the right meaning, the right intent out of Thanksgiving. They're, they're taking time to spend with family and to take stock of what they have and be grateful. They didn't, necessarily need to know the history, even though it's cool to and helps it stay alive. It works for even the people who don't follow all of the inner meanings or we look at weddings when, when there's a, a wedding at a church and it's done in the traditional fashion, not everyone's going to know all of the meaning behind it, but they are up there making a commitment and they're following something that people have done for thousands of years and it it kind of roots you on the right path. It's like it's a compass that orients you in the world. And when you stray too far from tradition as society is today, you end up with chaos. Like what could happen look what happens when quote unquote traditional marriage, really just marriage, is cast aside and reinvented. You end up with chaos that keeps building as entropy does you have the the gay weddings first of all and then it just gets crazier and crazier so we need this tradition it's it's the one foot 
you leave in order, right? You leave one foot in order and you put the other in chaos. That Jordan Peterson talks about the yin and the yang. Tradition grounds you on one side and then you can move forward on the other as long as you have that grounding. Otherwise, you'll fly too close to the sun. There are things that have worked, you know. Obviously, things that have not worked through throughout history, like obviously we're not using the same airplane today that the Wright brothers flew. People kept working on air travel to make it as as safe and efficient and effective as as it is today. There was some growth over time there. But when you go from the first flight to the second flight, probably a lot of the same, you know, devices and contraptions were were used. And we've evolved on this thinking over a period of time. When you have two foot, two feet squarely in chaos because you think the tradition of the past doesn't matter, none of none of the ideas that you've tried, if they're not from some form of tradition. Now, uh, again, we have philosophical uh, tradition, sociological tradition. That that's all they're describing for things that have worked. Right. I think you're hitting the nail. You're hitting the nail on the head there. I was wondering where you're going with the planes and the Wright brothers, but that's a good example. We don't keep using the same design. Their design is not a tradition because something better came along. So we only keep traditions if it's something that works, and that leads us to the problem we're facing today: the traditions that have been around for hundreds, if not thousands, of years. We have people modernists who are saying, no, those don't work. We have something better. And so the big question is, what do they have? What are they proposing? Is it actually better? Yeah. So that, that leads right into our next point. Our question really is there's kind of this false dichotomy, or maybe it's a false dichotomy. I'm not sure. People pit tradition and progress against one another. They, they, they do. Act like, like you can only have one or the other. So do modernists and progressives, do they not understand the value of tradition in general? Or are they just, is it that they're rejecting Western tradition specifically because they think it's bad? They think it's wrong. They think it's corrupt because it was invented by white men for the most part. I could see both arguments. I personally, I think that they're, is that they're rejecting Western tradition specifically because they tend to want to preserve other cultures' traditions. I disagree slightly. Um, I don't think they would know tradition tradition if it hit them in the back of the head. And no, I think they they I see what you're saying about them wanting to preserve other cultures. But I also think they want to see the other cultures through their own lens as it pertains like right now. Like they're they're a hundred percent they're they're trying to to topple our our society right now and make us forget everything that ever made us uh, strong, ever made us powerful, ever made us respected. They're at 
at all, all of those things right now, whether it be traditional masculinity, whether it be Christianity, whether it be quest of man to, to find and carve out a space for himself in the world. Like they're, they're heavily suppressing that when it comes to other cultures, whether it be uh, Middle Eastern cultures or Asian cultures, I think they want to see that through their lens. And like, they almost like look down on people. It's actually a situation where I'm like, they're like, Oh, that's like almost like that's cute. Like these uh, African tribes have a, uh, a dance or like this, these, uh, this Asian culture has a particular food that's interesting or these, uh, uh, Middle Eastern goat herders do X, but I think I think it never comes from a place of of res- respect. Though I'm not saying this is 100 percent all like liberal types, but yeah, that's that's a fair point. Um, it's yeah, they kind of pick and choose which traditions they value in other cultures, and I think there's two reasons. Yeah, well, yeah, I think it's. Yeah, it's it's a fair point, and also we're the dominant culture, right? So that's p- probably why we get the attention. And if China was the dominant culture, they'd be criticizing that as well. And then they also it is not all cultures like you don't see them trying to preserve Islamic tradition because it goes against their worldview. So maybe they do just reject tradition in general. Maybe they do just reject tradition in general. Worldviews are they're not compatible. They're not they're not compatible, but also, you know, they fall into, you know, some sort of the the, the hierarchy. Well, oh, they're obviously not um not not white yeah, they're not they're not they're not white men. They're not um they, they don't come from first world countries. So it's kinda like oh, right. uh, intersectionality. They they have enough like minority points basically. Yeah. yeah, but they also don't support any of their uh, their belief systems. So yeah, they, they they do try to try to poke holes in it from time to time, but it's not as much of a uh, straightforward battering ram as it is with uh, Western culture. Now, now, why do you think Western people are so quick to give up traditions? I obviously we get we face more attacks on our tradition from the academic institutions and from the media and all these different places, but the people seem more willing to give them up more quick to let go. We're not as rooted in them. And so well, it's, yeah, it's, it, it's cause we've, we've lost the, the plot entirely. And I'm going to talk a little bit about the, uh, the article that we're going to link in the uh, description here that ha- uh, that's titled the West has lost its root. And it says, and here is the point so often missed, especially by cr- progressives currently leading the charge in culture wars. Before we could eat the world, we first had to eat ourselves. Our states and economic elites had to dispossess their own people before they could venture out to dispossess others. The ordinary folk of the developed West were the prototype, the guinea pig in a giant global experiment. Now we find ourselves rootless, rudderless, unmoored in a great sea of chaos, angry, confused, and shouting at the world and each other. And there, and there's a, and 
Continuing with that, it says the more we are pulled or pushed away from our culture, tradition, and places, if we had them in the first place, the more we take that restlessness out with us into the world. If you have ever wondered why there is a de rigueur amongst Western cultural elites to demonize roots and glorify movement, to downplay cohesion, talk up diversity, to deny links with past and strike out instead for a future that never quite arrives, consider this. They are the children of globalized capitalism and the inheritors of the unsettling of the West. They have transformed their rootlessness into an ideology. They are the perpetrators and victims of a great unsettling. It's, I mean, I, I, I hate to say it, but the, uh, the, the, the West today, and it's, it's proven we're the, uh, the, the children of, of single parent households, divorce rate, super high, no tie, no ties to traditional family life anymore with, with two parents in the household, it's much easier for, you know, one to do the, the tasks and duties that are necessary to get through a day. And the other one, you know, explain stories to, to the children. Well, unfortunately, now we have a situation where, you know, fathers aren't in the home. Mothers are trying to raise uh, generations of kids by themselves. They, you know, are literally just trying to get by from day to day. And there isn't any, there is, there isn't even any talk about our cultural past, cultural heritage. We've, we've been, We've been left behind. The, the West is in this constant cycle of just like try, trying to, to quote unquote, get by. And it's, and it's, it's sad. Yeah, yeah. They're the, they're the, they're the abandoned children of, of global capitalism. Yeah. They have money. Yeah. They have notoriety in like other countries and they can travel anywhere in the world, but they have no semblance of like uh, where, where they uh where they come from, you know? Yeah. I think, I think giving up on tradition has really had a pretty broad impact that I kind of didn't think about too much before doing this has given me a much greater appreciation for it, for tradition. Yeah. I mean, even, even the last couple, uh, a couple decades, you know, like the very successful, like Americans we would like read about, like everyone would have like a story from like, you know, um, Ellis Island or, or, or what have you, or, Oh, like my, uh, like great grandparents came to this country. Like my grandparents came to this country. Like what's the mantra with this generation? Oh, like I, 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 I left my, I left my parents, man. They were holding me back. Like I came up, I did it on my own. Like I, you know, like the streets, like, like, yeah, the streets raised you. And like, now you have no, you have no grounding whatsoever. Like you have nothing tying you to a time and place and you have nothing, you know, um, keeping you accountable to like yourself and like your family name. Like there's, there's something like to that, Yeah. you know, all these people like say like, Oh, put respect on my name. But it's like, you know what? You've literally like disgraced like the whole lineage of like, of, of your, of your family because you yeah, want to go around and try respecting your own name. 
Yeah, try respecting your. Oh wow, that's that's a uh, clip that one. <laughs> clip that one. Try try respecting your own name and your your own upbringing and your own family before you go out into the world telling people to put respect on your name. You know, is that some rapper lingo? It it, it kind of is, man. You know, but I mean, like it's an af- an athlete thing, yeah, an urban thing. Like, oh, someone's disrespecting you. Like, oh, put some respect. Why don't you put some respect on your own name? You know what? The, the quit quit relying on other people to put respect on your name. Like, mm-hmm. show up, learn something about yourself, learn something about where you came from. Have have a little have a little bit of respect for yourself before you ask other people to to show you some respect. So true. All right. Steven, I think we should go to our call to action now, and I have an idea. Go for it. I I am actually itching for you to get the call to action this time. Yeah. So you have my blessing. Go it, ahead. All right. So the call to action, very simple. Try out a tradition that has been sort of lost or is kind of just down on the wayside, you know, a family tradition or a cultural tradition of some kind. Try out a new one. Ask your parents about one or do some research on one of your own. Uh, every uh, Christmas and, and New Year's, you know, Jacqueline's family has a traditional ethnic Polish or ethnic Ukrainian uh, meal. And I found that very enjoyable. You know, uh, my, my family hasn't done anything like that in some time. Um, really looking forward to my grandfather giving me our, uh, uh, family crest, uh, for the, uh, the wedding. That was the, I didn't, I, I didn't want, you know, money from him or a nice, uh, uh, blender or mixing bowl or whatever. I was like, I want the family crest that, that, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It's the, the, the coat of arms. No, absolutely. So he has one of the two uh, family crests for um, our last name. What is it? Is that like a coat of arms kind of thing? Or He said one of them was very based and very epic and fought for Ireland to the death. And there was another one that defected and became traitors and uh, fought for England. And to this day, he does not know which crest that – <laughs> he he, uh, he he has he doesn't want to he doesn't want to know <laughs> he, he was he, he was like I, I did the research in the the two factions mm. but i want to believe that <laughs> oh shoot our our ancestors did uh that's fair that that's fair we uh descended from were the uh the good guys so he uh I hope so. And if they weren't, you can just redeem uh, them. Very much redeem them, yes. Very good. I think that wraps it up. What do you say, Steve? Yes, embrace tradition, return the glory, give glory to God. Jesus saves. Amen. Yeah, so true. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.